Hello, hello, my name is Gary Thorpe. This is episode three of Variety Sport Network's new show, Football from Across the Pond. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, This show is sponsored by Anchor, your one-stop shop for podcast creation. So if you too want to make a podcast like this, go check out the Anchor tool at anchorfm.com right now. Uh, tonight I'm joined by a new face, uh, Johnny. Thanks for joining us, buddy. Um, right. I know we've we've we tried to get you on a couple of weeks ago, and sort of life got in the way. So I appreciate you jumping on board and a regular visitor, Connor. How are you guys doing? Doing all right, thanks. Yeah, all good. All good over here. Warm. Thanks for doing. Yeah, warm but warm but managing it. It's all right. It's not so bad when it cools down. There's no warm up here. You're all right. It's <laughs> slightly different for you. You're a little further north than yes. therefore getting the normal stuff. So I'm glad you joined us, Johnny. Um, Connor and I had a brief chat a couple of weeks ago about the London games and stuff. And obviously, as a Giants fan, you must have uh, had first-hand experience of it this year about trying to get tickets. Um, I know Connor and I laughed about how many people are on there, but I think you've actually got first-hand. Um, tell us about how you managed to get tickets, or did you manage to get tickets, first of all? Well, I'll bet on at half past nine, like you're supposed to, and there was 137,000 in the queue. <laughs> and... Uh, Waited five hours and then got through, didn't get in. But my mate who went on about 20 past eight was about 30,000 in the queue and he managed to get tickets. But luckily, a league run, somebody plays for Aberdeen Roughnecks and he managed to get me two tickets, so I managed to get tickets that way. But otherwise, I'm not paying silly money on StubHub for tickets. Like, so. Yeah, and I think that Connor and I had a chat about that, how quickly the, the tickets were, you know, going from the Ticketmaster site to the StubHub site at five, six, seven times the, the face value. And I think they're still on there as well, aren't they? Yeah, but I do wonder if some of them were the season tickets and people <laughs> bought two tickets and then when go to one game, make, pay for the tickets by selling the other one. So, yeah. It's still I think they right. do, and I think... It's still not right, but I think you're right. I think people afford the season tickets and then make twice and three times as much back by selling the second half of the games that they, you know, they don't want to see, or you know, some of them don't even want to see any other games and just make a, a killing out of the the fans who really want to, like Packers fans and and your Giants fans who you know will spend the silly money to go and see their team. And as you say, Johnny, you know, just before you you came on and before we started the recording, that it's a little bit more of a trek from for you. I know, Connor, when you mentioned it a couple of years ago, it's it's a, it's a fairly expensive trip from, from uh, Sunderland, but Johnny's even further north for those uh, who don't know their UK geography. Johnny's on a set of islands right at the top of uh, the UK in the Orkney Islands. So he's got to take two flights to get to London, is it, Johnny? Yeah, two, sometimes three, depending on connection, but this time it should be two. So, yeah. But they're, they're coming in at seven, was it six hundred pounds, which is about seven hundred and fifty dollars, give or take, just to just to fly down to a to a game. So that's the kind of a NFL experience that you get for being a, an NFL fan and a UK based fan, and you're trying to get to see your teams. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's worth it. I, I only bet any of them because the Giants are playing. I wouldn't have gone. Any other one? Just it's the only time I like to go with the Giants. <laughs> I like the I like the way you said you're allowed to go. I'm guessing there had to be some yeah. um, discussions internally, well, shall we say? Well, you sort of sussed out before it was either going to be the Jags, possible, or the Packers, and I sort of half hoped it would have been the Jags because they might have a chance to win the game. It would have been easy to get a ticket. Plus, it would have been at Wembley, and I love going to Wembley. I've been there about four or five times, and it's just, the atmosphere is amazing. 
you know, and the tubes getting back and forward, it's just so easy. So. Yeah, Wembley is is designed for like big international events, isn't it? I mean, that's that's the whole point of it. You've got the infrastructure there to get in and out. Can't you? I'm nodding. I'm guessing you've been there. It's easy. The trains are there. The tubes are there. Everything is is geared for getting a lot of people in and a lot of people out very quickly. Obviously, I know the understanding of, of why they're using the Tottenham Stadium is kind of purpose built. They have this they have the you know purpose built stadium. They've got the, the field ones already laid and it's underneath the original you know the football pitch which is there now and all of that sort of stuff. The, the downside of that is it's not built for the international market, much like Wembley's, you know, it, it's a it's a Tottenham Hotspur stadium, so it's a home ground. So there's there's not the whole massive infrastructure in place. So it'll be interesting for you, Johnny, to see getting in and out of there. There's not quite so easy tubes and trains uh, to get in and out of there. And certainly the bus rides uh, Tottenham. Hmm. It's not the most slipperiest part of London, shall we say. No, well, I've got my wife's cousin lives not far from there. And I remember we visited once and it's certainly different. And there is no tube line there. <laughs> you had to get a bus there and it was not the worst the best first journey in the world to get there mm, yeah i do like the political way you just said it's not the best that's quite nice no yeah you better be a bit of that yeah <laughs> but it, it was nice getting had a, it's, it's london you know i mean everything's so expensive and getting there with a young couple at a time and so i, can't I think you it. mentioned the same didn't you come you, you you make london trips like a, an event don't you because it is so expensive so you know if you come down you make it a weekend to make the event you try and balance it out by bringing the family and doing other you know uh touristy things if you like absolutely yeah it's it's you don't get close to it when you you know spending that much money to get down there like i've done it both for nfl and for football as well following someone down to london a couple of times a couple of years ago you know so you you, you go for for the weekend, the atmosphere, um, and then you see the city's not every day. You get to go to London, really, is it? You know, the capital. Um, so you've definitely got to kind of try and make an event of it, make a make a weekend out of it, if if, if possible, especially with that much money you spend on it. That's for sure. Yeah. Excellent. So uh, just after this break, we'll jump into preseason. <laughs> And just before we uh, dive into pre-season, I just want to give a shout out to the team over at Row One Brand, the uh, ticket around the bottom here. They're, they're offering a prize to all uh, Variety Sport Network subscribers and listeners. Uh, go fill the form out on that link at the bottom. You win a free Row One Brand t-shirt. They, they do vintage sort of uh, football posters and stuff. But if you've had a look at them, but go give them a go fill that form out. You might win a t-shirt. Um, jumping into pre-season. Uh, Connor, I know ours gets underway in about two or three hours' time. I think you kick off an hour before the Niners. Are you going to think about staying up? Uh, well, Jets, we don't play till Sunday, don't we, Liz? I thought you just played the Eagles tonight. Well, oh, sorry, oh, yes, yeah, um, we'll see. Got longer ahead tomorrow, Sunday at home, so it's kind of taking priority at the minute, you know, because that's the season rather than pre season. So uh, mm. it's, uh, it's always a long, a long day when you're in the match. But uh, yeah, we've got to get going, obviously. Bit of bad news with Beckton in training. Mm. So, oh, yeah. in the kneecap, just the guy kind of getting me look, really. It seemed, um, of, 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 of all of the O line that you didn't need, I mean, it was just like, it can't be him again, surely. Yeah, I know. But we've, we've brought in uh, Dwayne Brown, former Seahawk. Seahawks, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, 37 now, but he was a pro bowler last year. So, there's still some juice in the tank, it seems. Um, obviously, we've got Tomlinson from, from the Niners as well. Um, 
and then you like see George Fanton that had a had a good year last year as well, shifted across. So yeah, hopefully Brown can kind of fill that void. Although it's one of those where we don't know what that void is because Beckham's not been on the field on there. So, no, yeah, so I'd imagine he might get a few reps tonight. Um, as you've seen from the other teams, it is mainly sort of second and third string that are out there. So you know it'll be Flacco and and Mike White probably out there tonight. Um, mm. Like to Tevin Coleman, uh, Barry also probably be maybe lead receiver potentially tonight. Um, you know, not probably not risking the likes of Wilson Davis and oh, well, you won't see them. Elijah Moore. Yeah, and it, it seems like Elijah Moore steps up in the middle to be leader of that pack because it's that Thompson's highlight is Elijah Moore, Elijah Moore, Elijah Moore, and mm. that was well, some unbelievable stuff. So yeah, looking forward to getting underway. Eagles is a good a good test. I think they've started to build with good squad, good team there. Um, so it should be a good test for the Jets tonight or tomorrow morning as it stands for us at half 12. So, mm. yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, how we get on in that first game. Really, really looking forward to, you know, getting, getting in the way. Mm. Johnny, I don't know. Obviously, the Giants got away yesterday. I don't know if you stayed up for it. I'm, I'm going to assume not. But uh, did you oh. manage to catch up on some of the highlights? I stayed up for the first couple of drives. And then Dan, mm. when Jones started getting hammered, I thought, no, nah, I'm going to my bed. <laughs> I was up at six anyway, so I didn't want to stay up too late. But now mm. I watched the forty-minute highlights on uh, Game Pass, and, I, and there was a lot of flags and some silly, silly flags. Like that taunting flag was a joke when yeah. he just said arms like that, he stopped the pass and got done for taunting. And you're like, what's going on? So if that's going to be on the season, it's just going to ruin some of the games. Like, yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that because I, I, I saw something that the the officials have been told to was it to look a little closely at. Uh, illegal contact fouls and I'm thinking yeah. if that's you know anything like last season you know the first six weeks were just covered in flags and the game was so stop start that somehow you know eventually the NFL kind of went uh you know when we said to have a look at something we didn't mean to call every single time so you just wonder whether or not they'll be looking now at the illegal contact and ignore some of the more obvious blatant you know pass interference or holding calls because all they're doing is all that they've told us to look for illegal contact yeah it's just they just seem to be everything you look at it was like another flag and another flag and another flag and it's just i suppose it's pre-season for the for the zebras as well i suppose that's one thing we forget that they've got to get up to speed so well the tyler taylor looked pretty good <laughs> Mm-hmm. I was go- I was just going to say to anybody the rookie a couple of nice passes as well like, so. finishing a nice stat line as well from the yeah. so, uh, a lot of his passes so he looks good but I mean with the flags it's the same as when they changed the um, was it the rough on the passer rule you know where you've got oh, a yeah. for the and the amount of not not taking down yeah AJ Watt was just getting it every single week, just couldn't couldn't get a sack, could he? You know, and then eventually kind of eased off. And I think you're right, it'll be the same. It's early goals and look out for it. And it's the same in any sport. Like I always it's the easiest thing for us to go back because we know it so well. But going back to football, you look at the start of the season, the idea has been maybe let a little bit of the softer ones go and, and play and stuff like that. And so it's it's early season, feeling it out, as you say, they're getting still getting up and running as well, the officials. So um, I'm sure it'll it'll Hopefully, it won't affect the first few weeks too much. Yeah, fingers crossed. And then, um, from my point of view, personally, obviously, I'm hearing from Carl Shanahan and the news coming out of the Niners that maybe you know a semblance of our first team will come out against the Packers. 
play a play a drive or two or, or at least a quarter or so. So, you know, initially I was like preseason until I'm stay up until you know one one thirty kick off, you know, three a.m. whatever else. But now that you're hearing, you know, we're hearing that you might get a glimpse of the first team. It's got to be worth at least for an hour, or maybe just to see that beginning, get to see, you know, how what does trading arts look like? Is Brandon Ayuk, you know, has he taken that step that seems to be coming out of all of the, all of the camp and all of the news seems to be that Ayuk and, and Trey Lance have got some sort of connection and Ayuk's just been, you know, bossing the camp. So it'd be interesting to see that from a personal point of view. I'm also be quite interested to see who they put as first running back because I still, you know, yeah. I think they're still doing our running back by committee and it's a tricky one to watch. And, you know, I know Mitchell last year, you know, got hot, gave, you know, Shanahan gave him the ball and ran with it. But, you know, that was a, that was with a different offensive coordinator. The, the, the new guy we've got now is more of a, an inside run guy. So that's not really Mitchell's scene. Is TDP, is Trey Sermon going to come back into the fold? I mean, it's it's an unknown quantity for me. So that would be one of the ones that I'm going to be looking at. And, you know, not only from a personal 49er point of view, but from a fantasy point of view as well, because drafting a, a, a running back for out the sort of the 49ers committee is just a nightmare right now. It's almost as Sorry. Well, it's, 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 it is. It's dangerous because you just don't know. I mean, everything I've seen is Elijah Mitchell's the number one. Is that, that's everything I've read and seen. And then you've got certain TDP for sort of the third down sort of work. But Niners now for what, three or four years? You've got Jeff Wilson still in there, haven't you? Do you know what I mean? It's It's... Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's always been a, a tricky backfield to predict because he just he does he goes with a hot hand really, and you know he still does the committee, but he goes with a hot hand. And Mitchell had that for pretty much the season last year. Actually, stayed quite fit for a Niners running back, which was quite nice. Um, not trying to tempt fate or anything, but uh, but yeah, and obviously you know Miami seems to be copying that with with them taking over one of the the Niners coaches over there as well. So yeah, it seems to be spreading fast. And hopefully the Jets won't do the same. I'm happy with. Recent Carter, but yeah, I think for me it looks looks look um Mitchell and he looked really good last year as well. Yeah, exactly. And I think you're right. He jumped on it. Sorry, Gordon, Johnny. Well I say you've got you've got price as well. The rookies might be doing quite well as well. Yeah, and I know and I think the person so he's more of a bruising inside back, and I think that's the interesting one because obviously the trade lance a lot more RPOs are going to be available than they were mm-hmm. with Jimmy. And you're going to want a bruising guy who can go up the A-gap, you know, take a two, three yards. I don't think Mitchell could do that, but TDP, Sermon seem a bit bigger and bulkier, which then opens up the, the RPO for Lance to go around the corner and whatever else. So it might be a change in, you know, the guard, if you like, or a change in, in the way that the playbook runs because we were a, a very much an outside run game. And I think that will you'll see a lot of outside runs in Miami. Because that's McDaniel's kind of thing, but in, yeah. you know, are we going to be more internal? Are we going to be more up the middle with giving Lance that opportunity to get around the corner? Sorry, Johnny, you go. On. I was about to say, obviously, you go far enough back when it comes to fantasy wise. New England were probably the worst in trying to get a worst running back because every yeah. week there was a new running back after you picked a team and they would go twenty points and you've got the one on the bench. So it's like tired now, though, so that's handy. Yeah, I think Stevens. Stevenson will do well for them this year and hope he takes over the number one because he's a, he's a bruiser as well. But but then who's going to be number one in the Jets? Is it going to be Paul? Oh, Brees. Brees. Oh, Brees, Brees all the way. 
it'll be a, it'll be a one A one B, Brees and, mm. and and Michael Carter, but and it'll well, work. Michael Carter well. last year, he was good. Mm. So, yeah, good, yeah, yeah. To be fair, you know, for for someone who's been on a struggling team like the Jets, he, he did. But um, I think it's it, it's definitely Brees. If you look at his, his tape from college, just what everybody says about him, and the fact that he was still there for the Jets to take, like it was a no brainer for us to, to take him at that stage. But um, I think you probably see a lot of how. For Carter, especially how how he played with Javante Williams in North Carolina, you'll see a lot of that coming out again. That one A guy and a one B, they were both productive runners in that in that backfield. Room. And I think you see that with with both Brees and, and Michael Carter. Fingers crossed, anyway. That, that that's certainly the case, and that can only serve to help. Zach I hope Wilson. they do well. Like I'd like to see the Jets do well. Again, they've got a good young team. Wilson steps up. They've got the receivers. They've got the running backs. You know, nice ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'd be, it, it is just as we said a couple of weeks ago. Cotton, they're building the right foundations. Yes. They're building it there. It's you know, and I think you said you know, be relevant in the end of November. Six, seven wins, eight wins. You know, that's a step forward. As long as you're in the mix, that's got to be. You know, you don't want to go there and go. No, you got Reese Hall. You got Elijah Moore. You got now Wilson. You got Wilson and stuff. You don't want to suddenly go right. You must win your division because that's you know the external pressures. You don't need that. Obviously, Gangreen have been somewhat starved of success. So you've got to temper that because you know what the, the you know the fan base. If you start off well, you get a couple of wins. Will it suddenly be you know oh this is our year type thing? And you don't want to kind of get too much on the team, do you? NFL in a nutshell, isn't it? A couple of wins. <laughs> yeah, it's like everyone times our year. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Cool. And Johnny, just uh, I know you're you're starting to think about firing up a, a whole charitable uh, format for next year. So I'm just putting down the bottom there. There's a there's a form there. Go sign up for Johnny's Orkney Bowl that he's going to be starting to put together. Um, sign up for your interest now. Get in there early. Um, sounds like you're going to have a, a bit of a blast with that one. It all go. Is it a charitable? No, it's not charitable. But uh, there probably some money will probably go to charity. But it's mainly. It's like there's ten pound and you can join in. You get winner of each division, get some money, or get a big trophy for the overall winner for some of the takings and all that. It's just a bit of fun, and you get relegation and relegation and promotion from the divisions. So I've got twenty twenty eight players in already. So hopefully try and get to forty eight and get four leagues, and then go from there. Fingers crossed, we can uh, get a few more people to sign up for you. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. Like so. I've only, I only put the form out two days ago, so I've got good response so far. So that's a pretty I'm good thing. next year, like so. Yeah, the thing is that you gotta be careful. People don't sign up. Going, oh, when's it starts? Like it says, twenty twenty three in the in the form. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure that everyone's aware of that. Well, I had one or two people who didn't want to at the moment because they didn't have money. But I said, well, it's not until we won't be asking for money until about May. Yeah. Yeah, so there's plenty of time, and you want to get all the kinks out, get everyone looking good. Got to learn everything. Yeah, like I've had some tips off uh, somebody on Twitter and about running a cup to go alongside it. It's kind of like, oh, through, like a, through a spreadsheet like the FFCC 22. And then, so they'll have enough money I could get two trophies. It'd be one for the cup winner and one for the league winner. So each yeah. division, the top two would go into a playoff. That'd have to go through a spreadsheet because Sleeper won't do intercon in the league. I'll allow you to do yeah, yeah. And then, but then, Everybody can also join the other leagues, but not be a member, so they can see how the scores are going if they want to do all that thing. So, kind of for interest in keeping track of it all. So, and then the top two would go through in each division, the playoffs, and the winner outright would get a trophy sent. There was one person in Australia, one in America so far. So, 
<laughs> so most of the money might go on postage. You never know. Yeah. Well, it's okay. Yeah. Amazon delivers. It's all right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it'd be interesting, though, from our point of view, I suppose, from a UK perspective, is kind of like having a league and the FA Cup running together. Then is what you're saying. Yeah, that's the sort of thing. It'd be, it'd be more fun, right? So. Because yeah, I think we've all been. Well, I'm guessing you guys have, because I've said it's kind of my first year in fantasy. That I guess you've all been in leagues where the the interest sometimes tails off if the teams that some of the teams don't do so well so at least if you've got that cut running and you've got some bits and pieces and like that that'll keep more people involved and more people interested yeah hopefully yeah plus i know it's only a tenner but then they're still paying the end so hopefully they'll try you know i mean over the years like if you do a couple of years the, the leagues will spread out more evenly because it's going to be completely random to start so you might not for a couple of years, but then gradually there'll be the same standard of fantasy players in each league. So you've yeah. got a better chance of, it's more of a long-term thing, you've got a better chance of winning promotion and getting all that sort of thing. So that makes it's sense. a bit of fun, right? So, because most of the league I think are, the, are usually four or five years old. So I don't like to well, run so it. So they've already, they're already yeah. got to that sort of stage and the experience yeah. and stuff. So as I said to me, I'm, I'm kind of expecting to get absolutely battered in pretty much every league I'm in. Guessing, guessing, and you know the difference. Sometimes I forget which one's a dynasty league and which one's just a redraft league. And I go, yeah, I really wanted yeah. that. And I go, why have I drafted a 33 year old in a dynasty league? What am I doing? I think, you know, but I fully expect this year to be the learning curve, and then next year, or you know, whatever kinks, as you say, and whatever pain I go through this year will will stand me in good stead because I think I've definitely got the uh, the fantasy bug to uh, keep going in on that. Yeah, it's a good bug to have. Yeah, it could be worse ones. It could be worse. Well, I've got the baseball bug, the baseball bug this year, and that's yeah. Crazy. I've got a few of those, which is just like they, they seem to take ever forever to actually get the done. Draft, and, then, yeah. and slow draft ones, but then again, you know, it's one of those once it's done, it's done, right? It's, it's, it's a one and done. You don't have to think about it again because no. it's auto league, it's auto line up. It takes the best score. Then you can do 15, 20 of them. It doesn't really because once they're done, you don't even think about them. Uh, more than that, but yeah, it's been a bit of an. Well, yeah, I mean that was just that was me. But, uh, being, you know, yeah, the, it's not. It. It, it, it's great because, like you say, it's a draft, so you're getting the thrill of the draft. You get to watch the teams. You don't have to spend all Sunday morning before I go to work sorting them all out because they're doing it for you. Mm. And then I can just concentrate on my some redrafts and my dynasty teams before I go to work because I usually don't go yeah. home till six o'clock. So it's always a bit of a up. yeah, it's a bit of a hairy one. So I'm spending about two hours in the morning trying to get everyone ready. Just in case, <laughs> just in case or whatever, and that and that's going to be all new to me. You know, you know, realizing it's like yeah, the game starts in a few hours, and then suddenly go ah, fantasy thing, ah, yeah, I've got to make sure that I get all those in there. I've got to learn all those, and no doubt there'll be a couple of weeks where I can completely mess up my lineup and suddenly go yeah, this is a great week for me. Oh no, I started quarterback was sitting on the bench, and uh, no doubt I'm going to go through that sort of pain, and I'm sure you guys have all gone through that at some point. There is oh, yeah. nothing worse than having a high scorer on the bench like. we've got the uh, 6pm panic story yeah, yeah. Well, at least I know it's 6pm now <laughs> but it's a 6pm panic because you could play somebody at 6 o'clock but you've got a better player at 1.15 on mm. the Monday morning oh. but they're questionable yeah. and you go do I take the gamble or do I just go safe yeah. and then you oh. go safe and then they, they bomb out in the night and you go Great. And then the guy who was questionable comes out and balls out and yes. scores massive, yeah. and you're like, Yeah, great, thanks for that. Yeah, 
Because there does seem to be a lot more players questionable nowadays than there used to be. Certainly does. Uh, it used to be probable, but now it don't do that. It just goes straight to questionable. Like half the team is mm. questionable nowadays. It's just a nightmare. But uh, just looking at it now, everyone's questionable. It seems coming out of camp. There's you know so many you know stubs are still questionable that aren't like, running back and stuff like that. It's like an early draft now, and I know some of ours. You know we've been in early drafts and stuff. They're all done and dusted, and you're kind of like well, you kind of had to take a punt on a few players and thinking oh, they think they'll come good. But I guess it's you know as this is now it seems like on Good Morning Football and some of the you know the other channels they're all talking about draft season starts and I'm sitting there going. Oh, we've done loads of drafts already. How can no. are we well ahead of the curve or something? Well, dinosaur never sleeps. So I mean, mm-hmm. you do the you do the rookie draft after the draft, mm-hmm. and then you're open all season for picking players up, keeping an eye on it. That's a great thing about dynasty; it keeps you year, all year round, keeps you entertained. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm learning about waivers and, and all these sorts of stuff now because I thought, yeah. well, I've picked my team, and then suddenly I was watching, you know, the app. And as you say, Sweep has been quite an eye-opening new app for me. But you know, watching people drop players and pick players up, I'm like, hey, uh, what's all this about? It's like, oh, this is waivers. It's like nobody told me about waivers. <laughs> so <laughs> off, off trying to learn about what all that means now. So yeah. yeah, yeah, it helps keep your finger on the pulse throughout the season. That's for sure, and the off-season as well. So. You know things things that will go on players retiring at the end of the season stuff like that players who are questionable obviously wrong stuff the question mark throughout so you know do you drop and pick somebody else or do you, do you like say do you gamble and keep him so it's really good it just keeps you interested throughout it keeps you you know one eye on on the news and, and what's kind of happening because you know the, the football it, it never sleeps really even in the off season there's always so much going on through free agents mm-hmm. the draft to, into your training camp and it just feels like the season ends but almost feels like it's just beginning against Ray. It doesn't even feel like we had the Super Bowl, what, six months ago now? You know, no, uh, crazy, crazy to think that was half a year ago, the Super Bowl already. You know, the, the draft four months ago. It's just, it, it's crazy to think, but it it just helps in your right. Like it just doesn't feel like that now that I've delved into f- fantasy and stuff. It's yeah. you know, it's kept me you know engaged. It's like oh, training at OTAs, even OTAs. I didn't even, don't even knew what OTAs were properly until you know recently. It's like oh, you get you've got to get involved because as the rookies turn up, do they get a number? Are they on the roster? Do you? And it, it does open that up. It keeps the season alive. It keeps everything you know throughout the year. And, and what I've found is it it opens up the UK network of fans. A lot more on social media because you know I don't think we'd have ever been talking if it wasn't for a, a fantasy league that kind of came together, and it, it's a realization of maybe just how big it is. And you, you kind of hear about it, and you know the NFL is like a big network and a big market in the UK. But by doing fantasy football and seeing just how big some of those, you know, the the Murphy, the, the FFC, and all those sorts of ones are, you kind of think, oh, yeah, it's a hu- it is a huge market and a huge network out there. It certainly is. It, um, I think. You, you're right in what you're saying. It, it just helps the UK just keep that that closeness to it as well, and and, and keep that sort of um, popularity with it in, in terms of the fantasy linking in with the off season because it's so easy for us to switch off and and not have any interest in it, in it if we're doing fantasy because we're not we don't really kind of get the news over here. You know, Sky and you know they do show Good Morning Football every day, which is great on the on the sports channels now for a couple of years now. But if you weren't kind of aware of that and you weren't doing fantasy, then you kind of you're just doing September to, to Feb and then the, the six months of the year, you just kind of sat there twiddling your thumbs, waiting for the NFL to come back. Whereas mm. fantasy just, just keeps that thing on the pause, keeps you interested. And you, you're looking for your news and you're going on Twitter and you're refreshing and seeing what's happening. And, like I say, so it, it is really, really handy for that as a, as a British, you know, fan of, of, of NFL, that's for sure. 
Definitely. What I found is, you know, you, st- you start to pick your favourites in terms of who you go to for news and stuff like that. And one thing I was going to ask you guys, actually, is, is you're kind of a bit more experienced than that. Are we, in an effect, slightly lucky when it comes to waivers and, and injury news and stuff? Because we've got the potential of, you know, an injury news breaks at 2am in the States and most of the guys are asleep. But over here, it's, you know, it's 8am in the morning, we're able to jump on and, you know, maybe dump the player who's just been put on IR and, and pick up somebody else. Have you found that that's been beneficial? Yeah, it certainly is. Because waivers normally, for me, in most of my leagues run at about five past eight on the morning. So as long as you've got your bid in, you know, if you see that news and you get that bid in when you're woken up, you're good, you know, for the waivers passing at five past eight. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a slight advantage for us as, as, as Brits that we get to see that, you know, um, even, you know, Five o'clock in the morning is midnight over there on the east coast, isn't it? So we still get that kind of slight advantage in terms of that, um, and and can kind of use that to our advantage in, in those leagues as well. That's for sure, yeah. True. Yeah, although I've got a couple of mates who tend to be right on the ball with that one, I and mean, they're usually picking dropping players. Well, even I'm still asleep at like five in the morning, <laughs> <laughs> so they're a bit mental, actually. And that's the thing, I suppose. I, I and I'm just picking up and getting into it, but you can. I can easily see people being really into it and, you know, living their lives to buy it. And, you know, and, you know, as you say, Johnny, you know, if they're putting money in and they're, they're investing in leagues where you buy into, then you can understand if there's a, there's a, you know, a winning pot at the end of it and there's money involved. And, and I guess that from a UK perspective, I don't have still quite got, but you talk to a lot of the US kind of, fantasy football experts and you kind of say how oh, they're playing 900 you know 80 90 leagues and you're like and you know it's two three dollars a pop and you think actually some of those leagues have got so many players in it that put in two or three dollars that suddenly the, the pot becomes like oh, man you could win three thousand dollars and it's like actually kind of you can understand why it's such a massive thing and i guess because it's i think it's viewed slightly differently by the uk regulations isn't it and i think that's why we can't do quite so much in terms of the the leagues over here because it's kind of gambling and sports betting or something there's a subtle difference isn't there there is yeah that, that's why they can't open it up to like for example sleeper uh you've got underdog as well do these these sort of leagues with the, the money you can win if you're just gambling over here whereas i can't remember the term over there um something like skills there's some sort of yeah it's yeah, it's it's, yeah. Uh, it's a sport something isn't it it's it's not gambling as such it's it's some yeah, sort of weird you know and that's why they can, and they wouldn't risk losing that American market just to open up to a smaller, you know, the, the, the loss they'd make on an American market just to give a few thousand, hundred thousand, you know, Brits a, a shot at it. It's just, it's not worth it for them. So, yeah. Yeah. I think you've only, you've only got DraftKings over here, have you not? My, my mates do that, but I don't really do yeah, DraftKings. Yeah, right. right yeah. It's coming over here, but yeah, I think you still have to, don't you still have to have a US? No, I think you can. You unless, unless you're putting the wrong address down, whatever. But yeah, <laughs> there are there are ways around it, aren't they? Let's be honest. Well, I know, I know, my, I know my Packers fan. He's got family in Green Bay, so I think he uses their address. So. <laughs> but no, yeah, I just this one. Obviously, the one I'm doing, it's each individual league winner gets money. It doesn't all go into one big pot. So there's four going to be four different winners. Okay, it's, so yeah, keeps that the So yeah, because it's not much fun. Ken, like you say, you could. It's, Keeps it fairer, so you're going to get four runners each year, four runners up each year, and an overall winner for a trophy. So, again, so like I say, it's fairer instead of just one winner winning the whole lot because that will put people off. 
at one point, and he'll end up, he'll end up only with the, the main six players, and everybody else will just be like, "Well, I've got no chance of winning," and, and start to yeah. tail away. And that's that's the last thing you want, isn't it? And you put your effort yeah. in, you 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 put the time in yourself. You don't want it to kind of fall over. No, sure. Sure. I think that's a pretty good time to to wrap it up, gents. Appreciate thirty minutes. Good chat. Um, Colm, good luck for the uh, preseason game tonight, tomorrow, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it, it's a good start for us. We can start to get ready for the next few weeks when the, when the NFL properly starts to get going. You know, half past one kickoffs are not unusual, so it's uh, that'll be our next topic conversations about. Rather than you know, we don't get to tailgate, we get WhatsApp chat groups and we get Facebook groups <laughs> rather than uh, sitting in a parking lot in the middle of the day. But Johnny, I appreciate you jumping on. Hopefully, no you'll, you'll come back. Oh, yeah, well, I've now changed the movie nights to Saturday night, so I can make a Friday night. Brilliant. Appreciate you you're shifting stuff around. Con, appreciate your time again, mate. No worries. I'll speak soon. Thanks, Sam. Bye, Nick.